Welcome to the Slow Living Collective podcast. I'm Amy, wife, mother of two and homemaker. Come along with me as I share my love for simple living, growing in my allotment garden, diving into what it means to be an urban homesteader and embracing life as a mother and homemaker. Hey guys, welcome back to the Slow Living Collective podcast. Now, when I asked you guys whether you like to hear from me from time to time about some like business related stuff or social media related stuff, basically stuff that I used to do for a career and don't anymore. A lot of you guys responded to like the little question box saying like, yes, we want to hear more. And so I thought I would do this little bonus episodes today for you about Pinterest. And Pinterest is an absolute game changer. I think if you are a content creator of any description. But before we continue, what even is a content creator? Because you might even think that a content creator is somebody who creates content for money or for a living. And I want to tell you that if you put content on the internet at all in any capacity, then you are a content creator. And so I think Pinterest can be absolutely valuable for you, whether you are a business owner, whether you are maybe an influencer, or maybe you're just you sharing your thing and sharing valuable content on your own Instagram account, whatever it is and whatever it looks like for you. I truly believe that Pinterest can really, really help you. Now, I am not a Pinterest expert, I have just tried a bunch of things over the years and you know I have a fairly successful Pinterest account and the I think the main thing that I want to get through in this episode is that Pinterest is a place that you absolutely need to be and it's kind of like I will always talk about like you absolutely need a mailing list I think Pinterest is the most important place that you can show up outside of a mailing list and a blog and things like that because Pinterest often gets lumped in with this idea that it is uh, another social media platform but now listen I have been on Pinterest for what like 10 years I don't know Uh, you know it's been a really really long time And I have never sort of grown a following there, that's for sure. And so there is nothing about Pinterest that is a social media platform. There is sort of no interaction on the things that you post on the whole. You know, people can obviously pin, but it's so disconnected from the social aspect. And that's because Pinterest is more like a search engine than anything else. And what I mean by that is like we go to Pinterest. If you are even just a casual user of Pinterest, we go there to find things, right? We use it like we use things like Google. And we basically head over to Pinterest and we type in whatever we're looking for. Like so recently for me, I have been on Pinterest and I typed in bread machine sourdough recipes, right? There, then it you know it pulled up a load of different content from different people who had shared their own content about sourdough bread that they had put in the bread machine. I was able to click a pin that looked you know visually that was appealing to me, clicked through, 
ended up on someone's blog and created, you know, or replicated their recipe for sourdough in the bread machine. And it's that that sort of helps you firstly it does help you discover new people but it helps you discover the things that you were looking for just like a search engine does the, these are the things that we don't necessarily find on social media so if you're thinking about things like instagram or twitter or facebook we're not actually like searching for sourdough bread in the bread machine because it's probably not going to bring up what we want and so that is why Pinterest can be so valuable. And it can be so valuable because what it means is there are people like me and you who are out there looking for the things that we are creating. Now, like I said, you can either be um, maybe a small business owner, maybe you're a blogger, maybe you're an influencer, maybe you just enjoy creating content in a personal capacity on your Instagram, maybe you have a podcast whatever it looks like for you, I really think that Pinterest can be valuable. And I want to go into some reasons, firstly, why, but also then just tell you a few tips that I find really work for me and have worked for me over the years. Now, Pinterest has kind of always been there. It's the platform that we go to when we're looking for maybe a new recipe, like I said, or we're looking to do some DIY. I know I have boards of like how I'm going to do the kids bedroom and how I want to redo my living room it's there when we're looking at for creative things that maybe we want to do with the kids I've certainly looked up messy play ideas on there and I look up home education stuff but it is also such an incredible marketing tool and I believe and I'm probably going to say this a thousand times throughout this episode that you absolutely cannot afford to not be on the platform if you have a business or a brand, or you're just you. Now, like I said, Pinterest is more like a search engine. And if you go forward with this notion and you keep that in mind, I think it's going to really help you be able to keep in mind the goal of Pinterest and it's going to help you show up and serve your audience. Because the people on Pinterest, they aren't just interested in what you had for dinner, but they're interested in every single step in how they can make it too. And it's just not the way we share on other platforms and so when you look at it this way it's going to be easier for you to show up and share the correct content on Pinterest which is going to help you serve your audience and beyond. So over the last couple of years I think I did this little experiment I'm about to tell you about in I think it was 2020 I'm pretty certain it was during like a lockdown or something and what I did was I decided I was going to find out more about Pinterest and I was going to commit to Pinterest a bit more and what I decided was I was going to grow my audience using some tips and see how I got on with it and what I ended up doing was able to grow my audience to over a hundred thousand in just 30 days. Now that sounds insane and I want to tell you that I didn't do anything special. I didn't have like a bunch of people who were like following me in that time because like I said, Pinterest is not social media. 
it is a search engine so you don't have to follow people i follow so little people on pinterest and i couldn't even tell you who they are right i couldn't tell you if their content shows up in my smart feed or not which is like the feed when you open and it suggests things for you i just couldn't tell you i couldn't tell you who follows me or who i follow because that's just not what pinterest is about so I decided, like I said, to do this experiment with Pinterest to see how far I could grow my audience by just implementing a few very easy, very simple tips. And I was able to grow my audience to 100,000 in 30 days. And beyond that, I was actually able to take it to 200,000 in 60 days. So I just want to just share with you how incredible Pinterest can be in getting your content in front of fresh eyes and that's exactly what that means when when I say my audience was a hundred thousand it means in 30 days a hundred thousand people were viewing my content that could be pins showing up in the smart feed I, I doubt it was people coming to my account and looking at my stuff because Pinterest doesn't work like that so it's either my content showing up in their smart feed or it is my content showing up when they're particularly looking for something so if they typed into um, Pinterest 100 foods before one list one of my most popular pins if they typed in 100 foods before one list it's highly likely that my pin is going to pop up and then they would click on it what would then happen is if they were interested because i think the pin says something like 100 foods before one list um plus or what is what is 100 foods before one plus downloadable list right and people then click through that pin, end up on my website, they land on the blog post that talks all about what is 100 foods before one, why did I do it with my daughter, and then they are able to pop in their email address into my little box and download my 100 foods before one list. And I will explain what that's like a freebie that I always put behind my the wall of my mailing list. And I'll explain that as we go on as well, because it's a great way to use Pinterest too. So I was able to grow my audience to over 100,000 in 30 days. Now the good thing about this and the bad thing about this is if you don't continue Pinterest strategy like this, um, like I'm about to share with you, your audience can ebb and it can flow, right? And you have to, for at least a short amount of time, I guess, just, um, just commit to doing this. But it's very simple, so don't worry about that. And yeah, so basically, just by doing a few simple tips, you are able to then just get your content, your hard-worked content in front of people's eyes. Pinterest, like other platforms, has an ever-changing algorithm and in the last few years has really undergone some big changes. So you don't want to miss out on getting in on the ground floor because you have a very real chance to grow and grow really fast right now. So I definitely recommend jumping in and taking the leap and learning as you go. So the three things that I did to conquer Pinterest were creating fresh new pins. Now, Pinterest prioritizes fresh content and that doesn't necessarily mean you need a new blog post for every pin. Something that I do is make multiple pins that link to the same piece of content. 
that way usually I do I would say around four or five and that way you will be able to see what works and what doesn't as well then I also repin appropriate content that I'm interested in and I pin content that is connected to me or my brand now I know I gave you these amazing numbers where I grew my Pinterest to 100,000 in 30 days but I want to tell you why that's so important because the number itself is not important but it is the way that I use Pinterest which helps supercharge my blog traffic going forward. So maybe you're struggling to get enough views on your blog maybe you have a mailing list and you would like to get more people onto it maybe you're putting in a lot of effort into creating your content and you're not seeing the desired results now listen you're not alone it's not always that easy we can't just create a blog or create a mailing list and expect them to come we have to do the work behind it and sometimes it can take a little while it can take a little while to grasp seo which is search engine optimization it can take a while for our posts to rank with certain keywords it can take time and it can take time on pinterest too the difference between sharing something on instagram and sharing something on pinterest is the amount of time that content will serve you on instagram you can generally assume that your content will live and die within about 24 hours sometimes a reel might pick up i've had a couple of reels go viral but and sometimes it's been like a little time after I've done them, but mostly content lives and dies in the algorithm and that is that. But with Pinterest, Pinterest enables you, enables your content to continue to serve your audience and serve the people that are looking for it for months, years even. I have a pin, it is my 100 foods before one list, which I said about, and I created the blog content for that in January 2020. I would have pinned it shortly after, it might have been January, February, some sort of time around then, in 2020 as well. That pin alone has got me so many views on my blog, but not only that, like I said, it is it does include a downloadable list and that downloadable list is a freebie that I have uh, via an opt-in form on my website which means that to to get the 100 foods before one list to your inbox and to be able to download it people have to just pop in their email address and I will email it straight over to them and that is them agreeing to join my mailing list like that is quite normal you have probably done it as well you know you, there's something that you want to get your hands on maybe it's something about gardening or decluttering checklist or anything mate there's something there that you were like oh yes I would like that to get it you just have to pop in your email address and it lands straight in your inbox and you are, have become part of that person's mailing list now then it's up to you obviously whether you stay on the mailing list or you don't but that pin alone for me has gained me over three and a half thousand subscribers to my mailing list. So this was one piece of content that I wrote one time. I created a very simple, very easy checklist of the 100 foods before one list. When I created that content, I posted it to my blog I put it behind my mailing list wall, if you will, so that people have to give me their email address to get the 100 foods before one list. And then I pinned it to Pinterest. 
And that is all I have done. I have done nothing else to it. I have once updated the list so it looks a bit different. But other than that, that content just, it just lives by itself. It is also separate to that. It has ranked for search engine optimization as well. It's SEO. And so it has, its keywords have ranked. So it does rank really high on Google as well. But this is just an example that one post one you only need one pin to go viral and that's my one i do have other pins that do particularly well as well I have pinterest open on my computer at the moment so let me just tell you well let me see if i can see some pins that i have pinned previously i'm gonna do i guess all time let's just see i have a pin that was about yeah my 100 foods before one pins actually I have three of my pins 100 foods before one that all rank really highly and actually you know there's a fourth one there I have my sourdough discard pancakes I have benefits of toy rotation and a downloadable like a printable create your own instagrammable walking tour actually some of these pins are super super old like 100 foods before one this was 2020 um i've got some recipes on there that have um, my actually my best pin is a recipe pin and yeah it's it's just incredible um so it so one of my pins that i pinned in 2019 in the last 30 days has had over 3,000 impressions these this is content that I have like nothing to do with anymore right so I pinned it years ago I created the content and I pinned it years ago and it is still serving me today so that is why Pinterest is so 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 important so I'm going to share my story on how I went from zero to 100,000 monthly views in just one month. And I'm going to dive into my strategies, go step by step and see if you can tweak your Pinterest game and see if you get similar results. Like I said, I'm not an expert, but these are some things that have really, really helped me out. So firstly create a business account on pinterest because to be able to fully optimize your blog's potential on pinterest it is really crucial to create a business account and part of that as well is going to be that you're going to have access to the analytics i don't really dive too much into my analytics but it does really help because it allows you to look at your audience's engagement you can see like your percentages how they're increasing so for example in the time period that I used as a test when I did this 100,000 in 30 days, I actually was able to, by implementing these little tweaks, I was able to get my impressions up to 117,000, which was up 3,934% on the previous month. I was able to reach an audience of 102,000, which was an increase of 4,163%. And my engagements were 3.6 thousand, which was an, an increase of 1,000%. So how insane is that? It's mad to me. It really is. So 
business account it will give you access to those analytics and you can just track your pins your boards you can promote your posts if you want and you know you can pay for advertising it's not something I do but it's certainly an option so why a business account instead of a personal one well the obvious like I just said is being able to track your analytics but also it gives you the ability to claim your website which means your Pinterest account will be linked to your blog or it might be linked to your Instagram page or it could be linked to a mailing list. There is some coding you need to do um, so it might and it's very very simple so it's very easy to insert this little bit of code into your website. And this adds credibility and trust and it makes it easier for your audience to find you and follow you. And your business account also enables you to use something called rich pins, which I love. And it provides additional information about your post, such as could be a product's price. Um, something that I think rich pins are fantastic for is if you create a recipe. So say I create a pancake recipe, rich pins will actually pull some additional information from your post into your pin. So I don't know if you're a Pinterest user, you might have seen this before, but it actually gives you like the ingredients and the recipe right there in the pin without having to go any further I love it when rich pins are enabled because it does make it so simple but it's also going to be really easy like if you've saved like a recipe for pancakes right and you're out shopping you can just pull up the pin and you can see what you need to buy without having to faff and go to a website and so it makes it so much easier now creating a business account on Pinterest is free all you have to do is sign up, fill out the information, and then you add the Pinterest tag to your website. Like I said, it's a very small piece of code which has to go in, um, the, I think it's the body of your website. In WordPress, it's very simple. I, I don't use other platforms, but WordPress is very simple. And then once you've set it up, you can start creating content that is going to appeal to your audience, catch their attention, and hopefully lead them onto your blog. Now, like I said, Pinterest is great because it enables you to get your content in front of more people. But the benefit of that as well is that you are going to get more people actually going through your pin, clicking through and ending up on your website, which is going to increase your blog traffic too. This is really important for things if you're part of ad programs or you're looking to apply for certain ad programs like Mediavine, you know, actually getting more people to your website and getting more of a following is absolutely crucial. So the next thing you're going to focus on is the visuals and that's creating the pins that are going to attract your audience and make them want to engage in your content. So creating pinnable graphics is absolutely crucial because it's going to be the thing that drives traffic to your blog, people to your Instagram, people onto your mailing list. So your images need to be visually appealing, they need to be informative, so they capture the attention of anybody looking. And there are so many different ways that you are able to create pins if you, um, you, could, if you have graphic design experience, by all means create your own. Somewhere that creates really great pinnable graphics is Canva, whether you use the free version or the paid version, they have um, great pins regardless and if you are actually looking to pay 
for some additional Pinterest help. Tailwind is incredible, and I'm going to talk about Tailwind a little bit later. But Tailwind actually has a within their um, paid subscription, they have something called Tailwind Create, and it allows you to actually create the pins in Tailwind, uh, create the the description and everything for the pin like literally helps you create the pin from start to finish and pin it or schedule it to a board so more about tailwind in a bit but that is another option as well you can certainly look around and see if there are other options i would just type into google like create pinterest graphic and see what comes up but canva is definitely a good place to start now you're going to want to make sure your graphics have the consistent look and feel that aligns with your brand. So you might have a color palette and it's re the best thing really is to stick to that. So graphics are instantly recognizable as yours. I mostly create my pins now through Tailwind. And so I have a selection of my favorites and I will only really use them that have a color scheme, etc, etc. So most of my stuff will look the same. Um, but on top of that, make sure your fonts are easy to read and, you know, um, your colours aren't too, aren't going to clash. Remember that not everybody can read certain colours on colours as well. So you might want to look into that as well. So it's accessible for everyone. So the optimal size for Pinterest images is around 1000 by 1500 pixels. And this will ensure that your graphics are displayed well on the Pinterest platform. Something you can do is actually pin your Instagram grid photos onto Pinterest. And, you know, whether they, whatever size they are, still work. Sometimes I have square ones, sometimes they're a bit wider, longer. It still mostly works. That's not my main goal on Pinterest, pinning my Instagram. But I just do it every now and again, catch up with it. Just, it's better that it's on there than not. But you want to focus on creating these pinnable graphics that are visually appealing, informative, consistent with your brand. And hopefully this will increase chances of attracting more people, firstly to your profile, um, people more likely to pin the content that they're seeing, but ultimately attracting more traffic to your blog or your mailing list, or maybe Instagram as well. So if you've never used Pinterest before, I probably should have put this at the beginning, but Pinterest is basically just a big pin board, right? We're pinning content that we love. And so... I have created in my own Pinterest, I have mostly boards that are related to me. So I'm actually going to just pull up my um, my Pinterest so that you're, um, I know you can't see it obviously, but so that you're able to, um, I'm going to read out what I've got and you're able to see how I make sure that my Pinterest strategy aligns with everything I do online. So I have um, my name, which is Amy, and then I actually have after that homemaker, urban homesteader and podcaster. They're the things I wish to be known for on Pinterest. I have then my bio which says finding joy in creating our urban homestead, homemaking, embracing simplicity, holistic well-being, growing our own food in our balcony garden and on our allotment. Join my simple living community and then I have a link to um, the Slow Living Collective. And so yeah, that is my little bio and then after that I have 
me just pull up my boards. I have boards that are related to me. So firstly, things that I'm interested in, but also that represents me as a brand. Like it's basically um, a balance. The, the things that represent me as a, a brand anyway is who I am. But that might not be the case for everybody. So I am able to, I would say the work that I do, you know, podcasting, content creation, blogging, everything, it is just um, a personal brand. So it has me at the forefront of it. So the boards I have are holistic well-being. I have a board on the Slow Living Collective podcasts. I have balcony gardening, craft projects, sourdough, yoga, mindfulness and meditation, urban homesteading, slow and simple living, homemaking, natural living, seasonal living, allotment gardening, small home living. Then I have a board specifically for slow living collective blog posts, entrepreneurship, home education, seasonal food, and then frugal and debt-free living. And those things I would say very much encompass who I am. And so the pins I create go into those boards, but then pins that other people have created that I enjoy and want to save also go into those boards as well. Now you can also join group boards, so you would join a board that has um, multiple contributors to it and then you are able to collaborate, you can post your own pins in there and then pin pins from there from other people and it just helps you know, your pins get out, expand your reach and drive more traffic to your blog. So how do you get your pins out there? Well, firstly, actually just pinning them is the best thing to do. I don't actually share my pins beyond Pinterest, right? I just don't do it because I don't really feel like it makes any difference. I feel like the main thing is that I'm creating content I am pinning said content and I am then just putting it out in the world. I am repinning it and, it, you know, it it just does its thing. Sometimes it needs a bit of time. I wouldn't necessarily post a pin and expect it to be working for me in 24 hours. But like I said, I have pins that are working for me years down the line. And they are bringing traffic, engagement and actually subscribers to my mailing list. And not only that, those subscribers stay there as well. Not all of them. Something you need to get comfortable with with the mailing list is it's just going to be a constant constant movement of people some people will be joining some people will be leaving when i you know whenever you put out um uh, an email to your mailing list that always gathers in some unsubscribers that's just normal so that's a little bit about how pinterest works and why you should be using it so how do i go about it what is my sort of routine for pinterest well first and foremost I create content and whether that be content that I am putting on my blog might be a blog post it might be a freebie that I'm giving away um, for mailing list subscribers like I said which can also be blog content but can also be separate to that or it could be a podcast episode and it could also be some content that I've created for Instagram I will pin it all to Pinterest and so for me, like I said, the important thing for Pinterest is fresh content. So you want to be creating fresh pins 
the content that it's linked to doesn't have to be the fresh content. It's the fresh pinnable graphic. So I would maybe create a blog post and then I would create three, four, five pinnable graphics to go with that and pin those to Pinterest. I would then also do that for this podcast episode, for example, and I might link that via Spotify. I might link that via Apple. I might link that via Google Podcasts. They are my three, that and Samsung Podcasts are my top four performing podcast areas where I have the most subscribers, so I might do that. If I had something on my mailing list, I might send that to like a landing page. So a landing page would be a page on the internet where you can put in your email address and sign up for maybe my sourdough starter recipe so I could link to that and I could also like I said link to Instagram particularly Instagram um, grid posts if I wanted to and maybe reels I haven't tried reels so the most important thing is that I'm creating fresh new content and then I will pin that to Instagram I will pin maybe three or four pins in a day, but I do use Tailwind. So I'm going to explain that in just a minute, what that is and how you can get it if it's something that you're interested in. But pinning one pin a day is enough. Two pins a day is great as well. I generally do three to four pins a day, but no more than that really and then I'm just sort of like repinning not particularly my stuff um but I am repinning um other people's content as well amongst that not every day I certainly am not thinking of doing that every day a couple of times a week probably and like a, like you can probably tell it, it doesn't have much of a structure for me so I am pinning a couple of pins every day and then I am pinning and repinning throughout the week as well and that's really it that is the long and short of my strategy now I have I, I spent many years doing that that manually and then I decided to invest in Tailwind now Tailwind is a Pinterest auto scheduler it is approved by Pinterest so you're not going to be you know um stamped down in the algorithm for using it. It is, it, it is approved by Pinterest and what that does is you can actually load your pins. You can create them via Tailwind but you don't have to. Um, if you have created them outside of Tailwind you can load them into Tailwind and basically through Tailwind you would create your pin title, you would create your pin description and then you would schedule it. So you would set a schedule and uh, that would be like one pin a day, two pins a day, four pins a day. It gives you like a, a sort of rough guideline on what you should do anyway. So you can follow along with that. And then it basically will pin it for you. You just put it into the scheduler, schedule it. And when the time comes, it will auto pin that to Pinterest. So that's something that I invest in now. It's certainly not cheap, but I think when you get to a certain point and you, you know, it, it, it just makes, it's, it's just so worthwhile. Automation in your business where you are able to is a game changer. And so Tailwind for me has been incredible. You can do more with Tailwind than just create pins and schedule them out. Um, you can actually do the same for Instagram. I don't use it for Instagram, but I, I could 
um, because that is part of what you pay for as well. And I think there is a fake, you can add Facebook as well. So yeah, Tailwind is amazing. I definitely recommend it. Something they have recently released on Tailwind is like an AI section. And so it will actually create perfect SEO rich pin descriptions for you. So that's all part of the package that you purchase um, when you purchase Tailwind. And so it, it just makes life a real lot easier. But that's not where I started and while it makes my life a little simpler now, it's not where I started and most importantly, when I did the little test where I went from zero to 100,000 in 30 days, I was manual pinning during that. So, and I will still manual pin now, I still will do it, not everything is automated and I certainly obviously still go on and, you know, and repinning content. Something else you can do on Tailwind is actually set up so some of your content will repin itself. And that is called, I think it's called Smart Loop. And basically you can, pins that you've already created and that are already in Pinterest, you can add to a Smart Loop and it will pin either all year round or it will repin seasonally. So if you had like content about Christmas, you could create a Christmas smart loop and you could say, I only want this content to pin from like October through December and it will just pin that content for you. So very much big automation and it is amazing. Now, if you want to use Tailwind, I appreciate probably many of you are right at the beginning of your Pinterest journey and are like, I can't invest in that right now, which I totally understand because that was me too. But when you're, when you're like flying high on Pinterest and you've got this incredible strategy just nailed down, head back to this podcast episode, find the little link and go sign up for Tailwind because it will give you, I think it's $15 off. I will get $15 as well. It is an affiliate link. So just to declare that, but Tailwind is amazing. Um, I'm not doing it for the money. I love Tailwind. It is incredible. It's an incredible way to run a really successful Pinterest strategy. However, you don't need Tailwind to run a successful Pinterest strategy. So I hope all that was helpful. I know it can be like so overwhelming when it seems like a new platform or you've just been using it as a casual user. But I promise you, once you get the hang of it, keep an eye on your analytics because I promise you, you will start seeing them increase. Now, I love to talk about Pinterest. I could talk about Pinterest all day long, but I won't keep you any longer. If you have any questions about Pinterest, drop me a message on Instagram. You can follow me there at lifeonplot44. I am happy to answer any questions about Pinterest. Like I said, I'm not a Pinterest expert. These are just some things that I have learned, have picked up and have tried myself that are really, really helpful. Now I have a quick Pinterest guide on my website as well. I will leave the link for that in the notes. You can head over there, download the free quick Pinterest guide and have a read through on some of the things I've discussed in this episode as well. It's all free. And yeah, I think that's probably it. I've probably overwhelmed you enough, but thank you so much for listening. I hope, 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 hope you will give Pinterest a try for your brand, for your business, whatever that looks like for you, right? Give it a try and I promise you, you will start to see an increase in your 
blog traffic, people signing up to your mailing list. It might take a little while. It really might. But just remember, when you're posting content on Instagram, it is living and dying within 24 hours. When you post content on Pinterest, while it might take a little while to get going, that content will serve you for years and years to come. So I hope that was helpful. Like I said, any questions, come and find me over on Instagram at lifeonplot44. And come on, it would be totally remiss of me not to get you to follow me on Pinterest. It's not social media, but come over and follow me. I will follow you back, I promise. You can find me there at The Slow Living Collective. And I'll put all of this information in the notes below so you can follow me there. And I can't wait to see you on Pinterest. And I can't wait to hear how this strategy is working for you. So until next time, guys, head over to Pinterest, go do your thing. And I can't wait to hear how much success you guys are having on Pinterest as well.